Hello, welcome back to Horror Huns. It's your girl Meg here with the co-host with the co-most. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go oh! with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. My name's V. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with it. So co-host with the co-most. I heard that you saw a really good movie that you enjoyed yes. this past yes, week. I watched the menu because it um was became available on Disney Plus here in the UK. And it intrigued me when I saw the trailer. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to watch this and see if it's something I haven't seen before. And it is. Good. I okay. thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I, you can, you can predict what's going to happen, basically. Sure. But the storytelling in it is really good. And the acting in it is really good. And the visuals are really good. It's an all-round really fucking good movie. And I recommend it to people. Like, it is definitely worth watching. It's not really a horror film we've really seen before. Um, and it's just it's just good. It's just really good. Hmm. Well, I have wanted to see it since the trailer. It just wasn't one of those that I was like, oh, I got to get to the movie theater, like, mm. opening weekends. And I, I just never got around to seeing it. So I'll probably yeah. see it. I don't know if it's streaming yet for us. I, I'm sure it is. But... I'm guessing it should be because if it's on Disney Plus here, it should probably be on Hulu for you guys. Let's see. Because that's normally what happens. Like, Fresh was on Hulu for you guys, and then it was on Disney Plus for us. It is on HBO Max here in America, oh. it looks like. Um, Hulu premium subscription and Amazon premium subscription. Um, or it's still showing in theaters, apparently. So, oh, so you technically could go and see it. I've I want to. <laughs> there go, are other films coming out. Yeah, I want to go and watch this one um, mainly because the cast looks really good. Um, I'm gonna mm. butcher his last name, but Ralph, um, I guess like the the head chef or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I will always be scared of him because he's Voldemort, and I still to this day have reoccurring nightmares about Voldemort trying to get me so this man is like permanently etched into my brain is like er, no thank you so harry potter the boy who lived come to die <laughs> it is literally the fact that i wish that that part was recorded so whoever's listening could see v picked up a pencil and started doing the hand motion and i'm scared of you it's, now it's 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 the way he holds the wand. <laughs> that is just so weird. He's like, he's like, he's got, he's like, he's like posing. I was about to say, he has, like he's in a vogue. Yeah, he has a way about him, Voldemort, that's just creepy. Yes, exactly. Sans the nose. Um, but <laughs> so you think I should see the menu? It's definitely worth watching. Can you? Can you give me like a little teaser? Like the trailer doesn't give you a lot and I kind of want to know what I'm going into. Is that bad? I'm sure it's horrible, but. Let's just say basically only one person gets out alive. Okay. Is it? That's all I can give you. Fuck. Okay. So you're going to make me watch Because it. it will spoil it. It will spoil it. Like, you know the premise. Like, they go to like this island with this like restaurant and basically they eat like really fancy food. Is it people? But no. 
not people but you you need to watch it to understand okay well you want to know something that i did watch that i want to talk to you about that looks so good well there's actually two trailers that came out this week that i want to dive into but before we get to the meat and bones trailer have you (laughs) seen the renfield trailer yes oh my god i'm so excited for it i showed my parents um it because i like to show them trailers because they don't watch trailers yeah and i'm like okay show them one trailer and that's enough um so i showed them the renfield trailer and you know it went through it and then the end part he's like i am dracula my mum was like who is dracula and i said nicholas fucking cage is dracula bit <laughs> <laughs> i love that it looks really good um the cinematography looks amazing like it it has like a really cool color palette to it um i definitely will be seated for this one 100 percent me too and listen i am so excited we're probably gonna get a funnier look at dracula yeah and I'm just so excited to see how Nicolas Cage takes this universal monster make and like make it his own. I kind of hope that it's it. Yes, I want to see Dracula and I know that we will see Dracula, but I do feel like this is a movie for Nicholas Holt, who's playing Renfield. I think that he's going to freaking slay. I loved how the trailer was like the support group and then it came full circle with the support group. If you haven't watched the trailer, go watch it. It's supposed to come out. I see online April 14th, 2023. And then in parentheses, it says USA. Is it coming out for you? It is. It is hopefully going to come out for us. Okay, cool. But I don't know when. But I will let you know uh, because apparently my Safari doesn't want to work at the moment <laughs> on my laptop. So delay. Um. But uh, speaking of Nicholas Hull, obviously he's in the menu as well. Yeah. He is so good in the menu. Okay. He's a good actor. I love him in general. Like I, I'm here for my British boys. <laughs> doing the Britishness. He can't really do an American accent properly, so he just stays in the British zone, and I love that for him. I mean, I can't do um, a British accent, as you heard <laughs> this morning. I was sending voice notes to be speaking in a British accent, and um, apparently I sounded like Nadja from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah. It's, at some parts, it really sounded like Nadja, and I was like, girl, if she could hear herself compared to Nadja's voice she would be freaking out because she'd be like oh my god slay but speaking of Renfield and what we do in the shadows like we're getting this tortured familiar storyline that I really like like the familiars are like oh my god I hate being a familiar but like I have no choice so it kind of did remind me of Guillermo because I could definitely see Guillermo going to a support group, an emotional support group for, like, an abusive relationship. (laughs) Doesn't he go to, like, something like that? Or he, like, goes to a party and he's in a room with, like, other other familiars. familiars, And he's just like... I don't want to give too, too much away because, I don't know, you haven't seen the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, have you? Okay, well, there, there, Guillermo is a central key player in a lot of the episodes. Eye-opening and calming experience everyone should do at least once in their life. Thanks, Google. What the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway. 
that that speaker she was like let me have my input bitch literally though that speaker hasn't worked for like a couple months so that was kind of horrifying i was like who is talking right now i am home alone what the fuck (laughs) um but yeah renfield looks really good but do you want to know what looks even better tell me girly pop because i know what it is the new evil dead trailer Oh, it looks brutal as fuck. If you have not watched the Evil Dead trailer, there's two going around right now. There is the Green Band trailer and the Red Band trailer. I've watched both. And that Red Mm -hmm. Band trailer, ooh boy. (laughs) Oh my god, there is so much to unpack with this trailer. Um, First, can we talk about the scalping? (gasps) Yeah. Grab the ponytail and just whoop. Can we talk about the cheese grater? Oh my god. (sighs) I know I'm going to be sick at this film. I know. But I do not fucking care. I will have my sick bag ready. So we've we've seen like that and you said the tattoo gun where it's like going and really close to her eye the only thing that concerns me about this is like are you giving me all of the really brutal parts and you're leaving Mm. nothing but something tells me that that is not the extent of the brutality in this movie it looks depraved it looks it it looks really intense but it's definitely a stray in a different direction for the evil dead franchise because this is not obviously ash is not going to be in it he wasn't in the reboot but bruce campbell i don't know if you watched a video before his like teaser trailer that he put out that he was like i will not be in this movie so he's kind of like setting the audience's expectation up already because i think that a lot of people had a problem with the reboot because he wasn't in it but this strays so far from evil dead it makes me want to say at what point is this no longer an evil dead franchise movie like what makes it evil dead because we are not in a cabin in this movie it seems like it's set in an apartment building so obviously this the evil dead franchise doesn't end with ash but Mm. is there gonna be a cabin at all i mean it seems like they were near a lake but is it just the necronomicon like why is it still titled evil dead is my question i trust bruce campbell I do too. With this film. So I trust that he is going to make it linked to the Evil Dead films we've had and probably the reboot in some sort of way. Um, I feel like there probably is a camera involved. My thing is the, Necron- the Necronomicon they have doesn't look like the one we've seen previously. No, it has teeth. It, it looks yeah, it's completely different. It gives me like you know the book from Harry Potter. Yes, that has the teeth on the side. Yeah, it gives me that vibe. So I, I, I obviously trust Bruce Campbell, but like, why have they changed the design of the Necronomicon? Because the the Evil Dead Necronomicon is iconic. Yeah, are they trying to say that this is maybe a different universe to the Evil Dead films that we've seen with Ash? I don't know and like does it is it going to be fitting in somehow with the Mia storyline or is it going to be completely separate like that's what I'm saying yeah and I did see one Twitter person say this looks like shite um this is just a possession movie so don't claim that it's evil dead is like kind of what I've been seeing online which that's what I'm saying like at what extent is it 
something totally different. Is it just in the same universe? But honestly, I'm going to go into it loving it. I already know. But me, me too. But the thing is, technically, Evil Dead is a perfect possession film. it technically is a possession technically film. is so so them saying that is just that's what i'm saying so i feel like essentially the evil dead lineage is so linked to the necronomicon and the reading of it i guess that that's how you can get away with it but this is totally different it's sit, set in an apartment building and this one features children so it's gonna get messy. As I say every time, kill the fucking kids. Like, equal dead rights to kids. Like, I mean, I'm sick of just seeing adults and teens die. I wanna see children die. Not like toddlers and babies, because that's really fucking sad, but like annoying fucking kids. <laughs> but like, here's my thing is the tagline is something about like, mommy loves you to death. So it's very like mm. child heavy with this one. And I think that like an aunt is involved with it. I'm just like, honestly down for anything at this point. I know that it's not going to be like this kind of silly evil dead that we love the OGs, but it's gonna, it still is evil dead because the Necronomicon and I feel like it's not an entity that possesses them. It's like a whole different thing that I would love to dissect with mm. you when we cover Evil Dead. But yeah, no, completely. But like the reboot we got is a lot more gorier than mm. the original Evil Dead films we get. And obviously this Evil Dead Rise Rises is going to up the gore even more. Yeah. Um. So I hope that they do link it to the reboot me too i hope there's like a little something i hope there's like a cameo at the end of mia that maybe she's in the apartment who knows who knows maybe she's friends with like the aunt i don't know but there's like so much that i like have a question about with this but it just it looks really Mm. good um I'm excited yeah. for it, dude. Yeah, me too. Me too. Just give it to me now. Like, Bruce Campbell, hit us up. <laughs> All the people that are hating on it, it's like, this is a harsh review for something that you haven't even but watched yet. It's a trailer. Like, if the trailer's shown us all the best bits, then that's the fault of the studio. But, like... That's my concern I with it. I don't think... It's yeah. like, I, I understand, like, why you would want to entice people with that cheese grater. But, like, if that's going to be a really intense scene, don't give it to me in the trailer. Like, I hate when people do that. Yeah. Like, let yeah. that surprise they me. Yeah. They, they, I know they've shown us cheese grater, but they haven't shown us what damage the cheese mm. grater is going to do. And I can't wait to see <laughs> grated skin. Mm. Delicious. Sign me up if it is something with like a kitchen appliance. I mean, we saw that in the reboot. We saw that in mm. Fear Street. There's something so unsettling when it's something that can cause you such bodily harm that is literally sitting feet away from you in your kitchen. Exactly. But you know what I'm most excited for? What? The motherfucking chainsaw, bitch. Oh my god, yeah. Yep. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> we had we had a tree fall down a few weeks ago and Val was like using a chainsaw and it was red. And I was like, Val, can I do that a little bit, please? <laughs> can I just... Can I just get in my fancy for a second? Just for a second. But just one moment. <laughs> yes. So 
another franchise that we love is dropping another movie this year and so not only in 2023 are we getting an evil dead movie but we're also getting a scream movie and they dropped a really cryptic poster for Mm. scream six in these past couple of weeks if you haven't seen it um it lays out ghost face but in subway mappings and each subway is a different color and it links all of the people from the movies um that have been Uh killed so there's some things in that that i wanted to talk to you about v because okay everybody on that i'm pretty sure is dead has been killed in the scream universe except for sam carpenter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sam's name is up top bold Mm -hmm. all caps what's going on there I have no idea. Like, but no, Sam's on there. Sam's still alive, but Sydney's not on there. Exactly. So, like, I know that Sam's supposed to be the new, the new final girl scream. Um, but like, if that was the case, surely Sydney's name would be on there. Gail's name would be on there. Exactly. So that's what I'm thinking. Are they going to write off these characters well? Because. I would at least have expected Gail's name to be on there or Sydney's name Mm. to be on there. Mm -hmm. But especially the lack of both of those women, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting scared because Scream has never had a real stinker. But it would really suck if they gave those two people a shit ending like Texas Chainsaw, where it's like this very iconic character. Like you need to still, if you're going to send them off, send them off well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 100%, 100%. But it's going to be interesting for sure. Or they could just, you know, kill Sam off and just make General Tager's character the main lead. It really feels like the people that I talk to about Scream really prefer Tara over Sam. And I I prefer Tara over Sam. Sam's fucking annoying. Yeah, I've had this conversation <laughs> twice in the past two weeks about how Tara is the better character. Like, she, she just is. Like, she's cool and it's fucking Jenna Ortega. Like, if they kill her off in this, I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> right? And it was, you know, her friend that was a ghost face. Exactly. And yes, Sam's boyfriend was it, but technically... It was her friend. So linked. Linked to Tara as well. So, you know, technically, if we look at it that way, it should be Tara. Now, speaking of people on this map, Kirby Reed is on this map. In parentheses, her station is closed. What mm. the fuck does that mean? So I think um, what I've interpreted is, so everyone we see on the, the poster, well, most, are dead, were killed within the screen films maybe she was supposed to die but she survived so then they've had to close the station because she didn't die and probably if she did die her station would be open like all the rest of the names we see on the poster so it could be closed for now it could always be reopened at some point i know that it's probably not gonna happen because it's just too easy but god she would be such a fucking sick ghost face Mm. Mm? i mean she knows all of the horror movie knowledge she's gone through this before it seems like the killer is wearing an old mask 
Like, she would know these things because she was facing a ghost face. Like, what if she, like, wears Charlie's mask or something, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I think she would make a really cool ghost face, but I feel like that would be too easy if she was, her station was closed and she was ghost face. Like, that would be too, too in predictable? your face. Yeah, too predictable. But for some reason, I'm still yeah. just hoping. But here's my toxic fan base, like Scream 5. I'm like, I don't want to project it onto these films, but that would be so <laughs> cool. I think. Kirby is gonna die in this one for sure. Stop! That's um, my girl. No, I know. I like. She's my girl too. But what if because this ghost face mask is so old, it could be someone that has come back to finish the unfinished business, i.e., Kirby. Mm, yeah, possibly. Finish what should have been done by the previous ghost face and succeed in killing everyone that they were supposed to be. That was supposed to die. I mean, fuck, man. There's so much that that could be but, going on in this in just this poster. But did you see? You probably did about Stu's little dot on the poster. Yeah, Stu's po- Stu's dot is everyone else's is white, but Stu's. Mm-hmm. If you zoom in just a little bit, it's, it's like pink. a red. It's like a light. Yeah, it's a pinky red hue, like a very light pinky red hue. And let's face it. The Scream creators and the Scream pe- like publicity teams, they never make a mistake in what they released. Right. This is deliberate somehow. And I know that they've confirmed that Stu is dead. Yeah, I think Kevin Williamson confirmed or Matthew Lillard, one of those two, were like, he is dead. If that is the case, why is his dot a different colour? to everyone else's i mean for all we know it could be a general mistake but if it was a general mistake they would have really come out and rectified it and going oh sorry that was a mistake on like you know our design our graphic design team's part they have not done that therefore this dot is deliberate well why my thing is we just saw in scream 5 Billy had a kid. Who's to say that this ghost face is not somehow directly linked to Stu? Because, well, this is the problem I have. Like, I wish Stu wasn't dead. I wish Stu was around and a much older, like, we've had much older Jason. Yeah. And Fred, like, Michael and stuff like that. I would have loved to have seen a much older ghost face. Yeah. Because, so why... Is Stu's dot a different colour? Why are you telling us? Oh, yeah, he's dead. He's definitely dead. Suspicious. Okay. I don't know. I... What's going on there? Some... Because, like, Something's there going on. Exactly. Because like, they used Stu's house in the last film. His dot is a different colour. Clearly, there's something going on with Stu. And it's driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> yes. If you have any theories about Scream 6... Please shoot us a tweet or message us. Is it Horror Huns Pod? Yeah, Horror Huns Pod on Twitter and at Horror Huns Podcast on Instagram because there's so much to dissect and I just, I need to know now. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have another mm-hmm. theory for us, please um, tweet us or Instagram us. But yeah, there's a lot. Have you got, hang on, hang on, hang on. Have you got the poster in front of you? The poster, I can pull it up. Yeah, pull it up quickly because. Doesn't it have a line for the new one? And doesn't it go alongside a previous film's line? Mm. 
So can you count the dots that it's near next to? So scream one. Oh, V, this is good. Um, scream one is closely linked to scream five. So the okay. red line is next to the blue line, but scream mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Is close to Scream 3. How many people died in Scream 3? One. You asked the person wearing glasses to count. Two, three. Well, my, my Safari or my laptop's not working. Five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people, if I'm not mistaken. But it's also really close to Scream 6 runs close to Scream 4. Which mm-hmm. is Jill Roberts. Um, sorry if I was really close to my mic there, but um, but yeah, it's that's a good one. Like maybe they're closely linked to what movies they're next to, and that mm-hmm. would make Scream Three. And the killer in Scream Three was Sydney's brother. So could, did Stu have a sibling? <gasps> Ooh, bitch! That would actually be really <laughs> smart if they did, did it we, that way. Did we are we the smartest people in horror right now because i think we might be (laughs) that could be that's one of our favorites but i'm thinking (gasps) hold on hold on some of the lines are so close together could it be these do we know how many people are going to die in this film because of how close it is to other lines but also the killer well technically all of the killers in scream movies have been related to another killer somehow Mm. We had a mom, mm. we had a brother, we had a cousin. Scream 5 was the first one where nobody, the killers weren't related other than to Scream 1. They were just fanboys. Exactly. Yeah, they were just fanboys. Which, and they were in the original killer's house. Which Scream 1, the, the New York subway Scream 1, is closely linked to number 5, which no nobody in those two movies were related to the killers so you Mm. honestly might be right what if one of the killers is related to one of the the victims in scream six who the fuck's related Mm. the only thing that i can think of are the twins right now yeah but that but like the twins are probably trauma bonding at the moment like they almost died (laughs) i that's true they're trauma bonding and they're gonna trauma bond when one of them dies let's say because they gotta kill one or bite. What if they're trauma bonding and they become the killers? I mean, their uncle Randy is pretty smart. He was a suspect. I don't know. There's there's so much. <laughs> We're already trying to figure out the who done it, and the movie hasn't even come out yet. But that's good. That's good but marketing. What is? Yeah, but this is what is good about the screen because there is a different killer each time. It's figuring out what the connection is of the new ghost face, the previous ghost mm-hmm. face, because there always is a connection. There's always. No matter what it is, whether they're related or not. And everyone is a suspect. Mm-hmm. Period. Everyone is a motherfucking suspect. So. Now, the movie that we're going to talk about today and the game technically Ooh. is very yeah. similar to Scream because these are like a whodunit movie. And that is Werewolves Within. Yep. This is a 2021 film based on a game, and you told me to watch this movie last year, and I watched it on a snowy day, and that's why I wanted to do this topic in winter, because 
this movie is perfect for a cold, wintry day. It really is. It really is. This film, I don't, I, I, it got advertised to me and I don't know, remember where it got advertised to me, but I was like, oh, that poster looks really cute and interesting. I'm gonna watch it. And oh my God, I think about this film so fucking often because it is just so good and so funny. And oh, yes, I love it so much. This movie is super funny and, you know, I didn't really ever see it advertised. Honestly, like, I know that it was it was on a cover of Fangoria. I can't remember if I got that before or after I saw the movie, but yeah, this was like a hidden gem of a movie. And um, you want to know what? It also flopped. Um, this movie had a budget of 6.1 million and it made less than a million dollars at the box office so to anybody who hasn't seen werewolves within please see it it is like a funny werewolf clue movie and i know you love the clue movies (laughs) i love clue slash clue um i love murder mysteries Mm -hmm. in general i love mysteries in general and this film gives you such a good mystery but not only that it gives you a funny mystery because oh my god some of the characters in this film are just beyond the stereotypes that they're supposed to be playing yes so the i watched some playthroughs of the game and i didn't know that it was a vr game which the graphics weren't that great um, but it's still really cool, but it's definitely ca- a completely different vibe than the movie, and I love the vibe that the movie laid down. They're in this small yeah. town, and the character Finn, played by Sam Richardson, is this forest ranger that gets put on assignment here, and this massive snowstorm hits. The power goes out, and madness ensues essentially but um josh rubin who directed this film said that they watched edgar wright and is it takai watiti takai watiti yes he they watched those films those two filmmakers movies to try and get the pacing and the comedy down because this movie is very funny and it has its own vibe too oh my god like the visual you wouldn't expect like the visuals to be as good as they are but with the wintry setting, when they're just walking around talking, you are still so intrigued in the conversation they're having. Because, oh my god, the surrounding they're in is just beautiful. Like, uh, you think of Winter Wonderland, and that is what you get. It's absolute perfection. I fucking love snow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you think of, I think it's called Beaverfield. Um the town where they're in but um that was filmed in upstate new york and they said that when they were filming like it was nice because they were in upstate new york and it was actually snowing like the, the they said that in the first few scenes that you see the town like it was actually snowing so they were like perfect like we don't have to fake this but holy shit it's super fucking cold <laughs> so they were like oh. running inside after their takes but um I think one really good thing about this movie is the cast. You said that the characters were so good. And I went into this movie blind, um, but Val and I had just binge watched Veep, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of that show, but Sam. Yes, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, Sam Richardson is in it, and he is so funny to me. He's the guy that plays Finn. His, like, uncontained optimism as Finn was just so heartwarming. Um, But they cast mainly funny actors in this movie, and I think that that's really what works. But I was reading the Fangoria article about it, and um, I guess they cast a few people and were like, hey, who do you want to be married to? Like, who would be a good person to be married to? And um, Harvey from What We Do in the Shadows is in this movie, and he was like, Cheyenne Jackson. (laughs) Part of the cast helped them build the other part of the cast, and I think that that's why they had such good chemistry is because these are people that already wanted to work with these other comedic mm. actors it's it's like it's like a sign of admiration as well which is probably why a lot of probably the actors who were suggested to by other actors that were hired were probably like this is a massive compliment yeah like how could i say no to that and we we love that like Harvey is correct. I would also love to be married to him as well. Like, he's gorgeous. Stunning, man. So stunning. And honestly, (laughs) them playing a gay couple together, everything that I never knew I needed in my life because they're so good. I need a spinoff with just them two. (laughs) No, literally, though. Like, I need a prequel of their lives before this. But my Mm. favorite character, I loved... I loved Finn. I loved that he was thrust into this like super chaotic like town because these people are arguing about a pipeline. Some people want them to build the pipeline because money. Some people don't want them to build a pipeline because fuck pipelines. But then this snow knocks out power and Finn's the one I think that finds out that the generators in this town have been mauled by something. They are scratched up and then it, doesn't he find a dead body? Under the lodge. Yes. The husband of the woman that owns the little, like, B&B. Yeah, she f- he finds her husband dead because all these people are linked up in this lodge because there's no power. So everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? And these townspeople, they are all such characters. But this cast just works so well together. I love the whole group dynamic when we get scenes with, like, all ten people all together because it's just so funny. Like, they all have their own way to be funny. Literally. It's, it's the... um. Uh, is, are they the si- are they siblings or a married couple? I can't remember the redneck kind of like woodsy characters. I think that they were together, Bro- brother and sister. I mean, they could be both. Who knows? Uh, mm, true. Them two. Oh my god, was so funny. I just remember them being just so incredibly funny with like their inputs into conversations. Yeah. I think especially with the gay couple, like the way that them two them two like couples interacted with each other were some of my favorite parts yeah because they're they're cold they don't know what's going on they don't know why their generator has been mauled they don't know who killed this person underneath them they're like something's going on and then some doesn't somebody's Mm. hand get bitten off at one point yes i think it's one of the gay couple i don't remember but they're basically like what is going on and they're all trying to like figure out how to like work as a team and figure this mystery out but there's this one scene that makes me laugh i've only seen this movie once but i watched a clip of it back um finn goes who's packing and and pete goes 
I am, yes, sir, America. And then another character, I think his name is Marcus, goes, Emerson thinks he's going to come down here and fuck our skulls. Well, guess what? It's not going to happen tonight because pew, pew, pew. And I'm like, honestly, that is the most American interaction I've ever seen in a movie before. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just the moment when he asked when everyone was packing. Literally everyone pulled out guns and I was like, hmm. America. Literally, and that that lady's waving around like a small gun. Her dog had gotten eaten, and she was like, it's just a little one. It's just a little gun. Yeah. And they're like, can you stop waving that around? <laughs> oh, my God. One of my, I think one of my favorite parts of this film as well is the scientist. Oh, my God. When the, it's like, in, I think it's like in the middle of the night, the scientist locks herself in the room. Oh my god, all of them just go mad. Yeah, because because there's a gunshot and we're led to believe that this woman who's trying to figure out what's going on and like DN- like do a DNA sample or a hair sample or something on something that they found, she's freaking out and they're led to believe that she killed herself. But then they're like, is the person who's telling us that she killed herself actually the murderer? So everybody starts pointing yeah. fingers at each other and it just derails because that's really a commentary on, honestly, Americans in general. I think it's also fear mongering, like mm-hmm. the unknown. Because, like, she starts freaking out. She locks herself in her room and she's shouting. And she's like, everyone stay the fuck away from me. I don't trust any of you. Because she finds out um, before anyone and doesn't tell anyone that when she does the DNA sampling, she finds out that what is causing and killing people is a lichen frog. Yes. I.e. a werewolf. <gasps> so Scandalous. There's a werewolf within these people. And so it's just like that adds a complete next level scary creep factor to a movie when it's just like, oh, this ain't a person. It's like it's like animal up in here killing people like they start derailing pretty quickly, pointing fingers, killing people. Mm -hmm. And it's. It's so funny. I know that killing people shouldn't be funny, but this movie, just the way that this cast interacts with one another is golden. A hundred percent. And it's the scene, um, not Harvey's character, the other one. Yeah. He's in the woods. He's walking by himself (laughs) and he hears a noise. He like, his branches cracking. And it's the little lady who had her dog eaten. And she just like shoots him. She's like, you did. <laughs> that's what <laughs> She's I. Like, eh. She's like, that's going. To, that's that's the free, you know, insulting me and going against the pap. That's what I'm saying. Like these people are real pieces of shit. Like they're using this for their own gain. Some of them, but in the end, like I don't explicitly want to say who the who the werewolf is because I really, really want whoever's listening to try and go watch this movie because clearly it didn't get a very smashing box office and i i really don't ever hear people talking about it no i don't either and i never remember this film being advertised that's what i'm saying i don't remember any advertisements for it no i didn't know this film existed till literally a couple i think it's like uh either last year or the year before definitely during the pandemic is when i discovered it i was like holy shit 
This is a really fucking good werewolf movie. It is a really good... And fun- a really good mystery movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the best of both worlds, but it's just made so much better because I think that all of these people are really good at improv So I think that a lot of this just happened because of the cast. But I loved the last kind of few scenes of this movie because somebody... A talents person has a crossbow and is already loaded up with silver. Like I was like, Isn't, "Bro, what?" <laughs> wasn't wasn't he a, like a descendant? Or wasn't his name Van Hels like Van Helsing? That's what I'm saying. I'm like everything about that part was just so assessed to me because I'm like, "Where did this come from? What is going on?" <laughs> I've been hunting this fucking werewolf across many towns. I've dotted where it's been, and I discovered that it was going to be in this town, and I've been looking. I've been searching for that werewolf, and I think I found it. Listen, listen. I would have, I would have fallen too in this trap because I was fooled. They were all fooled. Mm-hmm. I would have fallen for it. Cute yeah, as hell. This girl's cute as hell. I'm a proud AT and T user because of her. Salute to her. Th- this movie, she was perfect. Quite literally perfect, and I. Love the end scene. I saw the signs. And it opened <laughs> yes! up my eyes. I saw the signs. I was like... Because there was literally signs throughout the film. Pointing. We were so done the whole time. Like, I fell for it. Like, even I was like, who is the werewolf? Because I was blinded. <laughs> I was blinded. When you watch it for a second time, you probably can pick out more of the signs. Oh my god, when I think I've watched it twice. And when I watched it for the second time, I was like, yep, that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. Oh my god, yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. But watching it until that final scene where like quite literally the song I saw the sign starts playing and you're like, oh, okay. I understand <laughs> now. I understand. But I was blinded by the light. But I I loved the whole bar scene. I loved the epic showdown at the end. I loved that you couldn't tell who was going to win. And I personally liked the werewolf transformation in this movie. I thought it was cool. Yeah. What I think, also, one of the most in- underrated characters in this film, because he's not in a lot of scenes, <laughs> is the random guy in, like, just in the middle of the woods in his own little hut. Doesn't talk to people. He's like a, um, a huntsman, isn't he? Like, yep. he's a hunter doesn't like interact with any of the townspeople he thinks they're all dumb and stupid when he turns up in like the last scene i was like oh my god oh my god i love him it's always so heartwarming when the red herring saves the day when you the person that you think the entire time is is the suspect Mm -hmm. turns out to to save them all i love that this movie is definitely underappreciated and i'm glad that you recommended it to me because it's just a fun watch it really it honestly i i told when i watched it i told you about it i told my parents to watch it and literally all of you did and you've all loved it and i'm like this is just perfect example of when a film does not get the advertisement done correctly yeah so i hope i hope it never happens again, but it does. It does happen a lot that certain films do not get the correct advertisement it deserves and goes under everybody's radar. But, but I, I, I truly think that the people who have seen this movie 
love it because Val's watched it with me and loved it. I made my dad watch it. He really liked it. This is just a plain and simple good movie. Like we said, it's a whodunit werewolf comedy that is so bizarrely unique that it works. Exactly. And you you wouldn't think that it was like based on a game. Like I know the game is completely different to what the film is, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that video games have really good concepts that you can adapt and change a little bit into films. Yeah. When it's done correctly. Resonant fucking evil. Yeah. Period. Um, But <laughs> I watched a couple of playthroughs and the, I was like very taken aback because it is so different from the movie. But apparently um, Josh Rubin said that um, Ubisoft, who owns the rights to the game, basically said that he didn't owe them anything as far as like Easter eggs or like game related content within the movie. They just told him, just make a good movie. And he definitely did. And that is why we love Ubisoft. Sometimes. You said sometimes. So if you made it through this entire episode not watching Werewolves Within, please go try and watch it. Um, where can people watch it in the UK, V? Because it looks like it's available on Paramount Plus and Showtime here in the US. It also looks like you can watch it on YouTube and Hulu and, of course, rent it on Amazon Prime. Oh, I don't want to pay the film, thank you. Um, <laughs> or maybe you do. It is, on, it is on Netflix in the UK. Okay, well, there you go. So go give this underappreciated movie a watch. If you do watch it and you love it, tweet us. Or Instagram us, Vive. I clearly fucked up the handles earlier. What's our Twitter? <laughs> our Twitter is at HorrorHunsPod. And our Instagram is at HorrorHunsPodcast. Yep. So um, let us know if you watch this movie and love it, because we definitely did. Well, V. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts for today's episode? Um, Not really, just the fact that when this... um episode gets released i would have already watched megan by then so i'm very excited to watch a gay icon be born